What is happening? It is Danger Dan here in the talk shop back in Texas. I made it back to America to celebrate the 4th of July with my family. I want to thank everybody that made that possible. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to put this podcast up today with my computer that I had to send home that's just barely making it. Uh, which is rad, though, because I recorded three podcasts with three unique individuals on this trip, this first one being with a guy named Diego out of Panama who owns and runs a fucking motorcycle shop. That's right, the southernmost motorcycle shop probably in Central America. And uh, it was great to sit down and meet him, his wife, his kid, check out his shop, see how he's grown as a you know mechanic and an artist. Um, he does everything from paint to restorations, to full custom builds. He also uh, builds and flies RC planes as well. He was telling me a crazy story about, I believe his dad's uncle or maybe his uncle fucking at one point put a knucklehead motor or powered a plane with a knucklehead motor and flew across Panama, you know, years ago, which I thought was so fucking rad. And to see him carry on that tradition with Harley and then also the remote control planes. It's really fucking cool. Um, you know, Diego, I can't thank you enough for the hospitality you showed me while I was in town. And uh, I hope to see you again at some time in the future. I recorded this podcast almost a month ago when I first went down, flew back down to Panama. I got my bike and everything situated to uh I ended up flying myself and my motorcycle to Bogota thanks to the help of Alejandro over at Overland Embassy out of Panama City. The next podcast will be with Alejandro as I learn more about Overland Embassy and uh, you know the logistics involved and around transporting vehicles and people across the Darien Gap. Pretty fucking wild. Um, Dude, I had such a good time in Panama. Uh, Diego took me on a ride through like the fucking old military bases, some like underground bungalows. He started trying to break locks and shit to get me further inside. I'm like, dude, I'm an American here in Panama. I don't need to be getting in any fucking trouble like that. I'm not trying to get deported or some shit. But uh, man, we had a good time. It was a lot of fun. And I'm glad we got to record this podcast. Uh, Super fucking rad, man. Um, but right now, dude, it's crazy. I'm back in Texas. Like, literally, it's been less than a week. And uh, I got to spend some time with the family, go celebrate 4th of July. Um, built a big-ass slip and slide for my kids. We hung out in the heat. And uh, it was amazing, dude. It was fucking amazing. I'm hoping to take those little boogers fishing this weekend. Possibly hit a skate park. Dude, me and my buddy went and rode dirt bikes yesterday. Holy fuck. Fuck, it was so badass. And the place we went actually had gotten some rain, so the dirt was really good. And, uh, you know, it was pretty wild because it's so fucking dry here. But it was also like 100, you know, fuck, it was hotter than 100 degrees. And, I mean, fuck, I was having so much fun I didn't realize how fucking, you know, I mean, I was drinking fluids, but I fucking wore myself out, dude. I didn't have no fucking heat stroke or anything, but dude, after we got done, I was fucking smoked, man. I was smoked, and uh, dude, took it easy for the rest of the day. I mean, I say that I ended up fucking working in my shop, 
Ah, getting my chopper and flathead ready for Sturgis. That's right. That's the next big event. At this point, my wife thinks I am not going because that's what I told her. But fuck that. I am going to Sturgis, man. Uh, the first Sunday in Sturgis, we are doing a chopper show. That's right. August 7th at the Harley-Davidson Footprint in Deadwood. Choppers Magazine, FX Zars, Bazaars. And yours truly, Danger Dan. It's going to be just like Daytona. There's a chance we're going to do another kickstart competition. So bring your fucking chopper and meet us in Deadwood, August 7th, Sturgis, South Dakota. Actually, it's not Sturgis, Deadwood. But Sturgis fucking Bike Week, dude. It's going to be sick. And then August 8th and 9th, we are doing... Fucking, I mean, not weird, but Jeremy and Scott from Flat Out Friday and Mama Tried will be putting on the American Hooligan Finals. That's right. At the Jack Pine Gypsy Short Track, there's going to be Open Amateur, AA Mad Dog, Booney, Vintage Heavy and Light. There's also going to be, dude, we're having a race called the Danger Dan Spectator TT. That's right. Bring your fucking street bike, ride to Sturgis, and then meet me on the track. And we're going to fucking hang it all out, dude. That's going to be August 8th and 9th at the Jack Pine Gypsy Motorcycle Club, Sturgis, South Dakota. Starts at sundown. So that's pretty fucking rad. Uh, and actually, there's, fuck, there's a ton of shit going on in Sturgis, just like every year. August 6th. The Prism Supply guys are throwing a fucking pool party in Deadwood. Yeah, fucking pool party. Uh, Lichter is throwing, you know, he's doing his week-long motorcycles and art exhibit called the Emergent Virgin, where he's going to have new and upcoming talent displaying some badass fucking motorcycles and artwork as well as long along with photography. That'll be at the Buffalo Chip all week long, and it's free to go to. He's throwing a party, I believe it's Saturday night, uh, just before Snoop Dogg takes the stage. It will be the grand opening of the exhibit. So if you're in the area, make sure you swing by and check out Lichter's show. There's no other like it. Uh, If you're looking for a place to stay, the Bulldog Creek Campground is the shit. It's right off the main highway. It's a back road away from the Buffalo Chip. Uh, it's another back road away from Deadwood. And then you can roll right down into Main Street Sturgis if you want to. It's a great location. Rad folks. And the fucking food is unbelievable. So check them out. Bulldog Creek Campground. And if Sturgis is not your jam, dude... Chopper's Magazine is throwing an event August 26th and 27th, the Virginia City Roundup. That is in Virginia City, Nevada. Motorcycles, fucking FXRs and choppers and a rodeo, dude. You're going to get a chance to fucking bulldog, ride a bull. I mean, it's going to be fucking badass. And I also got a chance for you to win some free tickets and also going to send you off with a fucking Virginia City Roundup tattoo by Tony Medellin, who will be on site doing tattoos all weekend, along with displaying the chopper that he's building for that show. They got a bunch of fucking badass invited builders uh, that are building choppers and FXRs. It's going to be a wicked time. Um, 
And if you would like to win some tickets, go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com. Sign up for the Patreon. It's a little way where you can donate money to keep this show on the road. That's right. I've also got other people like Lowbrow Customs who support me, and they will support you too. Every single month, we give away a $100 gift card to Lowbrow Customs. And while I was out of town last month, I didn't give one of those away, so I'm giving it away now to number 137, dude. You just won a $100 gift card to lowbrowcustoms.com. Number 37, who is it? That is... Booger727 at Yahoo. I know of one booger, but there's no address on here. Man, I hope that that's I hope that's Booger, dude. If it's the booger, I think it is. Me and Booger went riding dirt bikes last month while he was in town or while I was in town. Or fuck, maybe it was a I don't know when it was, but I took him on some fucked up trails and dude, he ended up falling and breaking his fucking bike. Uh but the party needs they don't sell Lowbrow Customs, unfortunately for him, if this is that booger. It's got to be that booger. Who else would just put booger on here except for booger? Booger actually uh, has a vapor blasting side hustle where he, uh, you know, vapor hones shit and sandblasts and just pretty much preps parts that you need prep, dude. He's pretty fucking handy. Uh, I had him do the, the, uh, the rims on my race bike, the flathead. Took him over there and he cleaned them all up and seemed like he cleaned some other shit up for me too. Uh, oh, maybe the intake to my van motor. Anyways, Booger, congratulations. I know that you could use something from lowbrowcustoms.com, dude. Check out lowbrowcustoms.com, dude. They got everything you need. Um, another way to support this show is mcshoptees.com. The only way to support this show in every single local motorcycle shop. Dude, every month we highlight a different motorcycle shop from around the country, sometimes outside of the country. Dude, mom pop shops, dude. We design a one-off limited, I mean, we design a one-off t-shirt that's only printed once. It's got the date on the tag, the artist's signature on the tag, and then a postcard that comes with information about the shop, where they're located, what they specialize in, and how you can get a hold of them. It's a beautiful thing. Go to mcshoptees.com, your t-shirt of the month club, dude. Last month we did a badass fucking shirt, the Danger Dan American Highway. And uh, if you weren't signed up, then you don't fucking get one, man. You just don't get one. So be stoked if you were signed up. And if you're not, go sign up now so you don't miss out on another shirt. The only Danger Dan shirts that I've done are through MC Shop Tees. I know it's not a great thing because a lot of people want them, but... Dude, the only way to get them is to sign up and support all the local shops as well. I think it's a beautiful thing. mcshoptees.com. I got some sweet things in the works for that company. And, uh, man, I need your help. So go sign up now. Uh, dude, got a lot going on right now. I'm trying to, I'm playing catch up. Um, dude, trying to get ready for Sturgis. Trying to figure out how to tell my wife that I'm going to Sturgis and not taking her. Or maybe I will take her. Yeah, maybe. I guess that's an option, right? Um, just got to find something to watch the dogs and the kids, man. Important shit. Uh, anyhow, uh, I want to get into this podcast with Diego down in Panama. And I'll be doing more of a recap 
with uh, fuck somebody soon to kind of tell you how I ended up getting out of Ecuador and all the shit that I saw in Ecuador. And then, uh, you know, maybe answering some random questions about the trip so far. So, dude, just stay tuned. Appreciate it all. DZ, Diego, right? Diego, yes, man. DZ, DZ Shop. DZ Shop. How long have you been down here in Panama? Whole life, huh? Whole life, man. Whole life. If I look over here, don't think that something's wrong. I'm just double checking. Uh, dude, yeah, so you reached out, <clears throat> I guess the last time I came through here, when I was coming to the city to store my bike, and dude, I got to swing by your shop this time. For sure, man. I'm pretty stoked to see what you got going on down here. Very happy to, to see you here, man. Pretty wild, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's wild. <laughs> Everything's wild. <laughs> you went in a long, wild ride. Uh, it was a long, wild ride. You're right, dude. Long, wild ride, man. But, uh, I mean, you... I just broke your chair. I'll no, just I not think do that anymore. You have to pull it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you got all Harleys in here. I mean, yeah, this man. is the most Harleys I've seen the whole time I've been in Panama. Oh, yeah, for you? Yeah. But in the dealer, you see a lot. Oh, I guess in the dealership, yeah, I did see a lot there. Yeah. But well, we are working hard. Uh, we are living the dream, you know. You're living the dream. And I was so blessed to do this in Panama and been busy all days doing this uh, because all star with. Like a, a young chopper dream, you know? And I remember that uh, when I started my, my first Harley, I got it in when I was like 20 or 19, something like that. You got a Harley when you were 20? Exactly. That's, that was the. You are living the dream. Yeah, <laughs> man, thanks. So it's the bike from the year we born, the 84 Electra that I... Oh, the FLT out there? Exactly. That was your first Harley. My first Harley. I didn't Harley. catch that earlier when you were telling me about it. Exactly. So when I buy... So you got your birth year bike? Yeah. As your first Harley? My first Harley and, and my first tattoo. I got the Evo right here. Oh, that was my first badass. tattoo. And I never imagined that I want to make more tattoos. And I don't even think so that... I'm gonna make a tattoo. But when I buy my first Harley, it changed my life. And right. uh, when I start uh, wrenching that bike, you always have to, to wrench the old bikes, you know. Mm -hmm. And I buy that bike in those years, in $5,000. And I remember that in my bank account, I, when I buy that bike, I only got $50 in my bank account. And my father say, hey man, you're crazy. All your money, you put it in that old shit bike. What did your dad have at the time? My dad used to have in those days a diner. <clears throat> he used to get, um, he likes Harleys, but he's more like a sport bike, a motocross rider. So he's got dirt bikes, like adventure bikes. Exactly. And super bikes and 
but he got Harley. All, all his life, he's been in Harley, but he got like, like some love and hate for the Harleys, you know. Because he had a shovel head. Exactly. <laughs> so he's a double face rider yeah, because yeah. he loves Harleys, but he also talked shit about Harleys. So mm -hmm. he's a weird guy, you have to know it. Yeah. But I've been all my life, when I was a kid, seeing, you know, the, the Harleys and the, the old story from the Canal Sun. From my, the what? From the old Canal Sun. That in the old Canal Sun, there were a lot of Harleys, a lot of Americans with choppers and costumes. And I grew up seeing that with my father. Yeah. You know, and that was like a, how I say, like influence for me that it keeps in my mind when I was a kid. And I say, when I gonna be big, I gonna have a, a Harley. Mm -hmm. And I buy that Harley, and that guy charged me $5,000 for that all, like my father say, all piece of shit. Because that buy, I buy it to a very fat man, tall fat man. And the most uh, mistake that you can do is buy a Harley to a fat man. Yeah, especially a rubber mounted swing arm Harley. Man, I remember when I buy that bike, I only take the bike like for a ride. And the first ride, the clutch goes away. No clutch, man. And I, I have to, to ride with, without clutch, that big bike, big bike with the saddlebags and all that shit. And whoa, man. Did you ride before you got that bike or was that your first motorcycle? No. I used to, to ride deer bikes. Okay. I used to race deer bikes when I was young. And, but that was my first Harley. After that, I used to, to get a a lot of deer bikes, and motocross, and, and one super bike. But at my 20, like I say, my only money, I put it in that bike. And I never decide to sell that bike because in that old bike, I think it's my history. Mm -hmm. And if I buy a, a, a Harley, I remember that a friend was uh, selling a Sportster, a perfect Sportster, running Sportster in $3,000. But I don't want a Sportster. I want a big twin for yeah, my first Harley. Yeah. And the first day I buy that bike, I have to wrench it. Mm -hmm. And I have to learn a lot, mm -hmm. making solutions to ride out. But the bike was totally, wholly destroyed. But that bike, uh, I learned a lot uh, doing all the uh, mechanical engine, rebuild all the, that bike. And in those years in Panama, uh, barriers were, were very weird, were like all bike, all guys' bike. And I modify it, I paint it, I chop it, 
and I go to the shows in Panama. In those days were big shows, people coming from Mexico, Costa Rica, all the way. Really? <clears throat> and people really appreciate the job that I, that I do to that bike in that years. He got like four or five life. I changed it, you know, oh, with yeah, the four years. Or five different models or remodels. Exactly. That I change it. I make parts with Fat Boy. It's like a Frankenstein bike, you know. Yeah. And when people start seeing my hobby job, that used to be my hobby in those years. Hey, Diego, can you paint me this bike? Can you fix me this? Can you modify me this? And it's been like 20 years that I've been busy, man. That's awesome. And now well, you got to talk about these planes, dude. Were you building <laughs> planes back then? For sure. Okay, he's got these model airplanes out here that are as big as I am. The wings are in cases. What kind of motors are in those? Were you, you were building those? Exactly. I am building those. And well, I got one that got a 85cc engine. 85cc engine. Two stroke engines. Two stroke engines. Two stroke. Engine. Mine is like a little bike. Yeah. Right there. 85cc and. <laughs> That's and a lot of motor for a remote control plane. Exactly. Now, was that. Did your dad do that as well, too? Exactly. Yeah. He teach me how to fly the RC airplanes, how to build it. And I grew up building RC airplanes and. Uh, riding motorbikes. My first bike, I got it at four years old. Oh, that one right there. The, that one, that little Honda, 50cc. So, that are my two passions. Yeah. I've been growing and my first job was to build RC airplanes for people. Then, I, how I tell you, I learned to airbrush with yeah. the airplanes and RC cars. And my history of bikes uh, started when well, in the working, working commercially for bikes, when a friend asked me, hey, yo, can you paint me a, a bike? I want some flame And this jobs. is a guy who, who had air, airplanes as well? He, yes. He, he did. Airplanes and, and, and bikes. And, well, I don't even remember how many bikes I painted for the years, and I'm being lucky, I'll tell you, all this year, Busy, uh, doing this to pay the bills. Pretty awesome. Exactly, and and I tell you, we are in Panama. And I am very blessed to do this. Yes. Yeah, so how many? So you got one dealership, and you said there's probably about three, two or three other commercial custom shops. Exactly. And I guess before the pandemic, there was actually some some good shows, like some. Exactly. Custom shows. Tell me about those shows. How did they go? Who sponsored those or put them together? Well, those old shows they were making for the clubs in Panama used to make good shows with the dealers, and they do some some typical events. You know, the the show class bikes and uh, how more can I tell you? About the shows. So like the motorcycle clubs that put the shows on. Exactly. Yeah. And the dealer and all that stuff. And yeah. We used to go. Where would they, they be at? Would they be at like a convention center? Would they be at a park? Were they indoor, outdoor? They used to be in the convention centers with bands of rocks and, and showing the show bikes. We used to put some bikes on the, on the convention and show the jobs that we do and 
the paint, the mechanical, the customs. And, you know, uh, here in Panama, we try to do, uh, to live of this. Here in Panama, you have to, to do mechanic, uh, electric, paint. Everything. Everything. Yeah. So I work with my wife. My wife now is helping me a lot with the paint jobs. And I am more in like shopping or doing mechanical service for, for Harley Davidson's. And yes, that's what we are doing. Pretty awesome. Yeah, man. Pretty awesome. See, I, I had a friend reach out and said he came down for one of the shows. And I, I don't remember any more details, but there, I mean, there was, it was attractive people from the United States. Did you, is that how you made the friends that you have from the United States? Was that those shows or? Well, remember that in the past when the old canal song were here, we are a lot of Americans that, that used to live here in Panama. Mm -hmm. And we, I went growing with, with some friends, some old friends, because mm -hmm. they they're used to be old guys. But you know the age, mm -hmm. the age that nothing to do with the friendship, you know. But we're good days, man. What about the vintage scene? Is there, a lot, is there any vintage collections around? Is there like, is there an AMCA chapter or anything like that? The AMCA, sorry? AMCA, it's the uh, American, what is it, Antique Motorcycle Association? Well, there is no antique association here in Panama, but there's, there's, uh, there, there is some a scene of vintage bike here. Uh, there are some pan hats, uh, they are one flat head. I think there is one flat head that maybe we can pass in the afternoon to see at it. The tattoo shop. At the tattoo shop. You see the that guy bike? who does the hand poke tattoos. Exactly. You in there? In, no. Somebody in, was telling me about it. We can go there in, in the afternoon. A guy actually from. Uh, oh shit! Where is he? he's from? The UK. He's the one that told me about Urak Uraka. Uh huh. What's that? How do you say that? Uraka Customs. Uraka yeah. Customs. And then he told me about it, the hand poke tattoo guy who's got a flathead in the front of his shop. Exactly. Yeah, we can pass there and see the, the, the Do flathead. you have any hand poke tattoos? No, I don't have any. I, I, am, I have more traditional tattoo, what I like. I mean, hand poke's pretty traditional. Bear, that, is the, <laughs> that is the most traditional, I think. Right. But I've never been in hand poke, maybe one I day. never heard of a store or like a shop that does hand poke. Like, yeah. The guy specializes in hand poke. But in the know. U.S., yeah, there are places. No. I don't, I mean, no. I'm not, I don't, look at all my tattoos. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But I never heard of that. So, there are some vintage bikes. But yeah. They have to be more together. Yeah. Here in Panama, there are a lot of bikes. But Panama needs more, uh, how I say it in English, like, uh, have to be more unidos, so I say more come together, like the son of Aerosmith. Uh, I am <laughs> come together. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah, because you're not finding a bunch of parts, right? If it doesn't have the parts, you're gonna have a hard time getting them. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, well, sometimes you found some parts in Panama with friends, and and for sure, and. But there's there's a lot of people riding bikes, a lot of clubs, and you know I am some kind of mystic long wolf rider sometimes. 
because sometimes... Every once in a while you see somebody you've never seen before? Yeah, some, sometimes I only take my bike at midnight when I finish work and go and take some fresh air. And sometimes on Sundays I cannot ride because I have to be with my kids. Yeah. Or sometimes I want to fly my RC airplanes and, <laughs> you know, all days I'm working bikes and testing the bikes yeah. of my client. I have to, that's part of my job also, not to yeah. test the bikes, you know. Yeah, you want to make sure they're good. Is they're there any, good. Is there any bike nights? Do you guys have like, you know, Tuesday nights, all the bikes go to a certain bar? Or? Yeah, the Tuesday nights, sometimes we go out with some friends or the bars and make some bar hooping and, you know. Yeah. When I can do it, I do it early in, in the nights and, you know, I... But there's no, like, big bike night where a bunch of bikes show up? No. No. Right now, the... That is a little bit off, uh, how I say... Still, the, still adjusting from the pandemic? Ex something like that, and people are all by his sides, or we only ride, like, with some friends, and... Or when I can, I get my bike and get some fresh air. And if I have to go alone, I go alone. Or I go with my wife and, you know, and make a good ride, you know. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, how, is there any kind of advertising you do now to reach, reach out? Or is it just by word of mouth that you keep? Yeah, exactly. That's my, my perfect publicity is the word of mouth. How you say? Yeah. Uh, and well, we do it in the Instagram, in DC Shop, and in DC Cycles that are my, are my my accounts. And but we do less, you know. We put some stories, some pictures, but we are not doing too much advertisement uh, outside. Well, mm -hmm. maybe in the future we can. If you need to. Exactly. Yeah. Sounds like you're staying pretty busy. Yeah, exactly. I want to maybe paint some tanks mm -hmm. with my airbrush skills and try to sell it out. Yeah. So how is it getting parts? Like, say you need, like right here, this, this soft tail you're building that looks so nice. You got some Roland Sands wheels and rotors, that, you know, custom front end with the L.A. choppers, risers. I mean, you buy stuff off of eBay? I mean, is that... Yeah, we, we buy at eBay or at JP Cycle. And so you here, deal with JP Cycles? Yeah. Here in Panama, uh, things comes really fast from the U.S. Really? Really fast, man. We, we order parts, and parts are here like in one week. Wow. Five days or now, six days. Do you days. have any like, uh, um, like dealer accounts with anybody? Like Drag Specialties or Tucker Rocky? Well, in the past, I used to, to buy from Custom Chrome. Custom Chrome. But now, you know, with the eBay or Amazon movement, you, you really find good parts at good price and really? fast. And sometimes, you know, the shipping is free to Miami. So the shipping Miami to Panama is very cheap also. So we are like, Panama is like to be in another state because the fast movement of the chipping. So that helps a lot to build the bikes here. Really? You, know, you ever use Low Brown? Yeah, also, <laughs> also I used to order from Low Brown in the past for, for some choppers projects, yeah. Some clients also buy to Low Brown and they sell good, good stuff. Yeah, they're pretty fast too. I'm pretty fast too, yeah. Yeah. Huh. So you, so you have an address 
in Miami, and when you order something on the internet, you have it shipped to that address, you, you put in the Miami address, and then that's forwarded to you here. Yeah, I got a, a P.O. box in Miami. And that's, that's what everybody has. Exactly. I've talked to. Why? And there's just no, is there no mailing service here? I mean, how does it go from there to here? Yeah, there is a mailing service that Panama have, but it's a little bit slow, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's more cheap than the normal P.O. box that we used to do. It's very cheap. But they are a little bit slow. They take like one month to count the parts. That's not a little bit slow. It's too That's slow. really fucking slow. <laughs> One month? Yeah. But if you have it shipped to Miami, it comes here faster. Fast. Very fast. Less than a week sometimes, imagine. So that's what I say. We are like, like a part of, of, you know, of the movement, of fast movement, shipping. We are like we were in an old state. Miami, Panama is very fast. Wow. It's very fast, and that helps a lot to build the bikes here in Panama. Yeah, that's. I still haven't wrapped my mind around it. So, what if you need to send something to the USA? How does that work? Well, I only make that a few times when I have to return a package or something like that. But it's not. It's not too hard to you make just, it. Like go to a FedEx building or a UPS building. Exactly. And you just ship it from there. Ship it from here, and it's real fast also. And like I say, I was thinking to paint some tanks and fenders, some chopper style, and, and try to sell it on eBay to see mm -hmm. what happens with another Tate's yeah. from Panama Airbrush. And have, you, uh, have you ever been to the States? Never been in the state. Never. You ever been up to Costa Rica? I've been in Costa Rica in the past, yeah. Yeah. I've been in Costa Rica. You ride up there? No, in that time, I go to a Air Sea Plains show. Oh, really? In those years, yeah. <laughs> but I like RC to ride. RC plane show. Yeah, to RC plane show. they do custom or I guess most of those RC planes are custom because... Yeah, yeah. They don't, I mean... Yeah, the one that I showed you, the green one, is, is all about Heineken beer. Yeah. Yeah. We core it around. You know, you can put it whatever you want. Or it's also... My other passion, you know, when I don't, when I am not wrenching bikes, I am building RC airplanes. That's so that, wild. That take me some stress out also. Now, you're pretty fortunate here with this shop you've got. You've got like an outdoor covered area for bike storage, and then you got a front little porch area, uh, which had to be like so handy during COVID. Because from what I understand, all these sky rises of people, they were just fucking stuck. Inside their fucking rooms. You know, the guys can only leave a couple times a week or something. Exactly. <clears throat> How hectic was that? Well, the pandemic for me was, I don't even remember to be stopped at one day. I was so blessed to work with my wife. And we decided to move by the shop, you know, and... So you guys, you live here now? Yeah, we are living in the shop and... and we are living the dream, you know, and I, awesome. we remember that when we start living here, we don't got oven or something to cook. The only we got is a barbecue. Uh, we used to make barbecues all day. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and beers and barbecue all days and... And motorcycles? And motorcycles. I mean, that sounds terrible, dude. Yeah, and, and you know... 
the people, my advertisement in those days were my, my, my Instagram, and people started looking my stories. Hey, it was working. Yeah. And that started with that, and come survive, then another, and so blessed to be busy in those days that were hard. I see a lot of, of business going out of the of the yeah, track. Did you guys lose a lot of restaurants during that time? Also, we lose a lot of restaurants, a lot of places go out. And well, in those in those uh, pandemic days, I used to with my wife put a lot of love to the shop and make the custom seat that I show you mm -hmm. and and start, you know, some, how I say, job improvement. Yeah. You know? Renovations. Renovations. Updating. Updating. <clears throat> that I'm still doing, no? When I got some time and I got the money, we tried to. What, uh, what, I mean, what would you say you do the most for people? Like, what's, what's the, the most common job? Because me, when I see... Like the road that I rode on the past two days, I would imagine you're fucking fixing flats. You know, and like I see so many motorcycle shops around, but they seem like the majority just like tire shops. And exactly. then they work on some bikes as well because the roads are, you know, they're not bad. They're not terrible for the most part. Exactly. But they are bad sometimes. But they yeah. are, you know, they're just good enough to where you can get going fast right before you hit that fucking hole. Exactly. Well, for sure, we work on, on wheels and tires, and, but my, my daily uh, jobs are change oil, rebuild the carburetors, fuel-injected bikes, and we also do paint jobs. Yeah. Uh, so we, we do a little bit of all. Yeah. Custom bikes, that, they are more slow because remember that a custom bikes, you have to order parts and... They are not fast jobs, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it takes two or three months to build a, a, a complete build, you know. Mm -hmm. Waiting for the parts, uh, doing the paint job, chopping the frame, whatever you, you need to do. But what helps up a lot in the business is the oil service, the yeah. fixing tires, yeah. and that kind of stuff that they are daily, how I say, daily bread. Do, do you do that on any bike that somebody brings in or you just like... I only got standard wrenches, bitches. <laughs> well, for tell you the truth, I am not a jet bike mechanic. I am not good in jet bikes. Uh, I am well, more Chinese bikes. No, exactly. I am more. <laughs> I can I can modify for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do some project with jet bikes, but my experience of mechanic and in custom is in Harley Davidson, you know. And so did you ever go to school or was it just you working on your own stuff and well, I, applying the stuff that you'd learned from RC cars and growing up and then just... Well, my father used to be a, a good mechanic from Harley. He, he is a good mechanic for, for Harley Davidson and he rebuilt his shovel heads and, and so many Harleys that he used to get in the past, Indian. Um, I grew up Helping my father, mm -hmm. and then just writing, uh, sorry, writing, no, uh, studying the books. I got so many Harley books, and, and well, the YouTube, the god of YouTube, you yeah. know. In the past, I used to, <clears throat> to see a lot of video, the rebuild of an evolution, or engine, or all the information that we got. 
Uh, I think that today, if you want to learn something, the new guys, you only have to go to YouTube and, and <laughs> get out of your fucking lazy seat, lazy yeah. boy seat, and start wrenching, you know? Now, do you have any, like, machine shops down here? Do you have anybody that can, like, do cylinders for you? Yeah, I got, I got a friend that helps me with the, with the machine jobs and, and that kind of stuff. Nice. Yeah. I do the... Does he do, do, like, V8 motors as well? V8? You know, like, car motors. Car motors. You know, like for a uh, car. Does he do other motors? Is it just Harley stuff, machine stuff? Yeah, the, they got uh, some machine for cars also, and and some for for doing that jobs. Yeah. You gotta have somewhere like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So your daily rider. What were you just on? Well, that was a 2011? Yeah, 2010 Dyna. 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 That is my, one of my daily rides. But right now I am more using my Evo 84 all days yeah. to, to do my turns and my stuff and for also for my stress relief. <laughs> I am riding a lot the Evo. Uh, but I, am, I want to put together another project of uh, some iron head that I told you that I want to put together and find some time for, for put it back together, you know? Iron heads. Yeah. No? Have you ever had it running? <laughs> never, you man. just got it, it's just like I, bought it as a basket I case? I just got it in basket case. I've never been running that by, but I got the, the dream to, to put it like together, you know? So do you have like a Craigslist down here? Do you use Facebook Marketplace? If you wanted, if say somebody was down here and they wanted to find an old shovel head, is there a, is there a way to source these things on the internet or would they have to be word of mouth, go talk to people and start, you know, doing it the old, what, what would we consider the old school way up in the States where we have the access to Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace and Instagram? Well, right here in Panama, People that got old bikes, you they have ain't selling those motherfuckers. You you have to convince that people to sell that bike. Yeah, you know? and I am some kind of of collector of parts and old bikes, and I don't. I am a bad business in selling bikes because I get in love with my bikes. <laughs> and I, don't I know want you've to got sell your first it. dirt bike ever. You've got your first Harley ever. Exactly. Well, but th that bike. My dad is not like me. He sell me that bike. I found it 30 years then. Wait a second. Your dad? You had to buy it back from your dad? No, no, no. I, I have to your buy it. Your dad sold it. Uh -huh. So you had to buy it because he sold it. Exactly. Gotcha. I found it 30 years. Hey, I then. got rid of my kid's first bike. Yeah. So. But I gave it to a friend. So I know where it's at. You have to, to take it back, man. I because that a, a part of your history. You know, I am... Um, I am a little, how I say, nostalgic. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what happened to my first Harley? <clears throat> so I, I did the same thing as you. I spent every penny I had. Dude, I had a baby on the way, a Whoa. fucking wife. <laughs> and I spent all my money on a fucking Harley Davidson. <laughs> 2007. And uh, it ended up, obviously, it worked out pretty good. You know, like I'm still riding motorcycles. But uh, I traded that to an old man who had my chopper. Yeah, that frame was a different shovelhead motor, but it was a shovelhead chopper.
Wow. I'm still running the frame, the rear wheel, and the carburetor. Wow. But when I traded him, he was, a, he was an old dude, and he had back problems, and the doctor said, you got to fucking get off that hardtail, you know, like, it's fucking you up. So I had a softtail. We traded straight up. And uh, I told him, I'm like, hey, you know, if you ever get rid of this thing, let me know, because... You know, it was my first Harley. I might want, maybe I'll be able to afford to buy it back from you later down the line. And dude, this bike was, you know, it wasn't heavily customized. I put ape hangers on it. Uh, my wife's mom ran it over. So I took all the tins off and had them painted black. You know, it was flat black. Everything else was chrome. And it was a, it was a heritage soft tail, right? Yeah. You know, the leather bags with the chrome yeah. uh, studs all over them. I pulled out all the studs, right? And I laced it with brown leather. Well, and it looked fucking cool as shit, right? And it was, yeah. it took me a long time to do that because those, those little slits for the studs are yeah. not that thick, That's right? That's the patience. So I did that, man. I was so stoked about it. Anyways, I traded to the guy. That motherfucker, he pulls out all the leather and puts studs back in those fucking deals. <laughs> I was like, you motherfucker, I would have bought you new bags, dude. What are you doing, man? And then he fucking like rhino lined it blue. Ah, oh, fuck it. I'm like, yeah. I don't even want it now, dude. You fucked it all up. Shit, man. And then you he know? fucking rebuilt the whole motor. It's not even the same bike anymore. Yeah. But every once in a while, I find him on Facebook just to make sure he still got it. Because there's yeah. part of me that's like... It's part of you, you, you know? You can't fuck it up too bad that I won't, you know, at least entertain the idea of getting it back, you know? Yeah, it's like buying some part of your life, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I've been sometimes in hard times in my life, in, in, in this career... Um, I remember a guy, an American, that comes to, to buy my, my Evo. And the 84? The 84. Damn, you were in a hard to buy. You had this. And my bank account was almost in zero. And he says to me, I got seven grand for your buy right now. Seven thousand. And I say no. And I say, I cannot sell for that buy. I'll, I sell my soul. I can sell you. I can sell you that bike, man. Because it's part of my soul, man. That bike teach me how to do mechanical stuff. If I buy this Porsche that I tell you, from $3,000 that was running, maybe today I was not a, a Harley mechanic. Oh, if you did, yeah. <laughs> if I go the easy way, yeah. and I, I say... I don't want to say my history that my first buy was yeah. a sportster. Yeah. I was a big twin. So that's funny you say that because when I first got that Harley of mine, my buddy Greg, still friends with this dude today. He's he's a dude. He's I mean he's fucking one of my best friends, right? Yeah. At the time, he had a fucking 61 pan head. He had an electric glide and uh, you know, when I started when I decided that I wanted to buy a motorcycle, you know, I start looking around, I'm thinking, you know, I want a Harley, but I'm like, fuck, these are expensive as shit, you know? Yeah. I don't want to spend all my money. <laughs> and I found this Honda, and I sent him a picture of the Honda, like a text message. He picks up his phone and calls me, and he's like, Dan, I really like you, you know? But here's the deal. We can't be friends if you buy that fucking Honda. <laughs> and I am your friend, so I'm not going to let you buy that motherfucking Honda. And I was like... 
you know, okay, whatever, you know, but if he wouldn't have done that, would I be here in Panama on that fucking Harley Davidson right now? Probably not. If I'd have bought a Honda Fury, you know, you know what a Honda Fury is? It's a pre-built gay Honda Chopper. Yeah. Thank God Greg was around, right? Yeah. He kept me from buying that fucking Honda. You never, you never. I never would have had to work on it. I could have just rode it around all exactly. the time. Exactly. <laughs> there, there is no history. Just like the Sportster. Hey, you you have, wouldn't have had to do nothing. You just rode it around yeah, all the time. Yeah, Fucking exactly. girl's bike would have fired up and gone anywhere you wanted exactly. to. Exactly. A Sportster is a totally reliable bike. And <laughs> I am not saying that, that my Evo is a bad bike. Yeah, yeah. But in this stage that I bought, bought it, mm-hmm. buy that bike, was totally... When you, that transmission, even when those things are in great shape, they still got some quirks. There's a reason they only made them for like, what, three or four years? They did exactly. 82. Exactly. And then stopped and... Yeah, because it's... it's uh, they, did they stop in 85 with that little fucking five-speed swing arm clutch deal? I, I think that they make that tranny only one year. No. In 85. They, no, they did it in 82. 82 and yeah, 85. Because it was behind the FXR. The shovelhead FXR ah, in 82 okay. had that. See, because it, it's like a half four-speed and a half with the five-speed uh, Yeah, it's like a five-speed transmission exactly. with a four-speed clutch cover that exactly. doesn't have a kicker on it. And the secret. I always wondered if you could put a kicker on that five speed. Ah, that would be nice, man. You know, I remember that in those years when I started riding a lot that bike, I used to get a lot of trouble with the cable, clutch cables, and the they use like a little truss bearing in the in the in the cover of the tranny. Um, I remember that to ride when the truss bearing goes out, I used to to put some you know watchers. Two or three watcher, put the click bang on, and go back to the road, you know? So is that what happened the first time it, the clutch quit working when you got it? Exactly. And <coughs> I, got, I used to get troll with the little truss bearing. I got some troll with the spring clutch, the clutch plate, spring. Yeah. And I, I chop it. I make like some, how do say, some cuts to make it more soft, you know? Yeah. And that helps me a lot to to be more reliable and more soft on clutch and the cables. Yeah. I don't got mistake with the new cables. So that's the update that I make. And I also, I also make, I change the position that yeah. you see of yeah, the- Yeah, the angle that the, the housing faces towards that little, the clutch arm. Exactly, and that helps me a lot. Yeah. That helps me a lot. I rebuild that tranny. I, what I, kind of oil, did you have a custom oil tank in that thing? Or is that stock? No, that is stock tank. That's right, because it's in the frame. It's in exactly. the frame and that triangle part, like an FXR kind of. Exactly. Yeah. And I got got all the paint jobs that I've been doing to that bike, and I only oh, sand it, sand yeah. it, and you see the the pass of the bike, and yeah. I, I like to to go to the. Are you doing a new fender for it? Yeah, I'm working on a rear fender, and I don't want to cut the the you know the style of bower that he's. Uh, He's not more a bugger anymore. <laughs> I remember yeah. that some years ago, uh, I, w- I was uh, changing the bikes and a guy comes and maybe like 10 years ago or something like that. And I used to put the bags and then take it. And a guy comes and, hey, you got some bags for my bike? And I was finding some money and he say, Hey, I give you $2,000 for defenders. He was building a bugger and the bags take out. I don't sell the bike, but I sell his bags and his fender. 
So I was thinking to make a bobber, man. Yeah. So take it, man. And I chop it. And in those years, I used to get a 2009 electric light. Um, what can I do with two baggers, man? And without money. One. You can sell one. Exactly. And without money. Yeah. But, you know, I am going to sell my old didn't bike. You did sell the fucking old one. But I sell the new one. <clears throat> yeah. I sell the new ones, and I sell the backs and the fender of the old one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I decided myself to, to switch totally to, to Bobber style the bike. You know? So, so I, are there any... You don't have any... Or maybe you do. I didn't look at all the bikes back there. But do you have any rigid bikes in the shop, or do most people run shocks out here? Well, right now I don't got any rigid bikes. There are some people that got some rigid bikes, and but you know Panama is very bad for rigid bikes. Yeah, yeah. But for sure, for go around and for do bar hooping, a rigid yeah. is very nice. You know, I um, I got a, a the iron head that maybe I'm going to take it to, to rigid style, or maybe I got the decision to, to put it like a motocross style mm -hmm. or flat track or something like that, but I, I don't I got mean, that decision. I've had a lot of fun with my fucking... I mean, I got a Sportster Evo that's a dirt bike, that's, and it fucking rips. Yeah. I think and then we did that mint race... We oh, yeah. had fucking hundreds of miles on the fucking sand with an iron. <laughs> that, that is very that, that is very funny, man. And it was very funny. Yeah, it was. It was. It hurt. Maybe I, I the iron head. Maybe I chop it and put it rigid because I got a Sportster, a twin, no, not a twin can, a Sporter two thousand nine. That oh, is all rubber mounted Evo. Uh -huh, I, I buy it in baskets. Yeah. And I am putting all that bike together. Uh, I got so many projects, but I know got so many money. So we are, <laughs> we are trying to find money for every project, you know, and we are working on that. Yeah. Yeah. They add up, dude. They add up. So the people that have motorcycles, like this guy right here, you know, is this his only bike or does he have a couple of bikes? Well, he used to got so many bikes, but he's the... He's the only bike that he has for now. These yeah. projects of them. Again, I'm making some this. Do most people around here that have a Harley, do they have more than one? Well, there are people that got more than 10 Harleys. Or yeah. <laughs> ones that my father got four Harleys uh, running. I got, I got like, eh? I got four, I got four Harleys, but only two are running. Yeah. Two are running only. And, well, we are working hard to pay the bills and try to find money to... To get par for the other two. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good, man. It's good. So are there any runs that happen? You know, the shows you said kind of died off during the pandemic, but is there any, like, meetups and rides that, you know, that people do? Yeah, I want to make, like, a show. I used to make one show yeah, one time. There. I tried to put all the the scene of custom togethers and the clubs and and what's a good show with rock bands and stuff I made it like in 2015 or something like that and there were a lot of people you know and and you know there is a for me a, a, a little country there are a lot of bikes a lot of bikes in, in Panama? Panama in Panama Harley Davidsons jet bikes there are a lot of kinds is there a custom Seen for like dirt bikes? 
constantly seen in deer bikes. Well, like, you know, like the 250s that you see all over town. Oh, yeah. Like, they, I mean, surely there's some people that have those bikes that are like... Yeah, they, there's a lot of race bikes, of deer bikes, and there are, there are a lot of track cells in that. I am not in that circle right now, but I always see my friends that are in that circle. And I mean, I figure that there's like in town... You know, like the, the the bikes that everybody's running around the pizzas on, or the pet. What do they call those? Pedosos, pedisus. Apetito. The fucking the petty cat, the petty bikes with the box on the back for get food and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, pedisos. Ah, oh, there's a lot of that. Man. But like, I would imagine that there's a group of people that have those bikes that are customized. You know, oh, that don't have the box on, for, or maybe that do. For sure, I I I in the past when I was starting building bikes, I used to. To modify and do some bobber stuff with that 125. Making like cafe yeah. racer type bikes. Exactly. Yeah. I still got one from my wife, a little bobber with a 125. Nice. And you have to see, it got a sporter's tank. You and put a sporter's tank and, yeah, on it? I build the handlebar and we put like a chinko tire on the back, a vintage on the tire. Back. And they, you look at from far, it looks like a Harley Davidson, man. Uh, you ain't fucking around with me, dude. Yeah. You ain't tricking me. Yeah. That for going around, <laughs> for going around and go to buy, buy I this. I bet it's cool as shit. Yeah. To buy the six packs beers. Hold on. I just thought of something else I want to ask you about. Uh, what is up? with the fucking custom buses, the school buses, right? Yeah. Where they put, this, it's like they take all the suspension out of the back and they put all the suspension up front and the back slammed down and the front's way jacked up in the air. <laughs> yeah. What is yeah. that? In the bus. Have you seen those guys? Yeah, yeah. That, you know, the story of It's like that, they put the suspension up there for the driver and then everybody else is just riding a rigid. Yeah, they are rat rods. They are rat rod bus. And that bus, well, they are not too much because the metro, the new buses, yeah. they come to get out all that old bus. Because out in the country, they're everywhere out there. And they're sick and they're hauling ass. They got custom paint jobs. Paint jobs. They're sick as fuck. Up sweet pipes, you don't see yeah, it there. Yeah, big old pipes on them. Exactly. And those bolts, the story is that that bus are uh, old bus from the USA. And they buy it. The U.S. take it out of service. And Panama buy that bus. And they modify it and put it. And it's part of the culture of the country. Yeah. But they try to put it out. Because the new movement of the new buses with air conditioning. EV, more fuel economy. Exactly. But well, they used to be hard. You used to be airbrushed in the pipes, the, you know. It's part of the typical of the country, you know. I, I see it. They're fucking badass. They, they are called Diablo Rojo. Yeah. Red Devils. And they, the driver used to be bad guys and really? crazy people. And it used to be, and, and you know, yeah, <laughs> crazy it, stuff, that's man. That's what it looked like sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But, well, that scene is going away. And you see a less in Panama. But they were art. They were art, man. They're fucking cool as shit. Yeah, they are fucking cool. You think Up there where I was at in San Miguel, I saw a bunch uh, going down towards the Darien. Once you got... So on the way to the Darien, I'm going to talk about this when I do a recap later on, but there's like the beginning of the road till you get uh, to, what, to the lake. What's that lake? 
that lake There's is... There's a lake down there before Torti and before... Uh, or it's after, after Chepe. Anyways, there's a stretch of road that's, you know, the, the Pan American Highway where it's not too bad, right? And then there's a stretch of road where it's fucked up, like fucking potholes, just giant gravel sections. And then it's the last fucking, I don't know, 50 miles is perfect blacktop all the way to the end of the road. But anyways, those buses, they were pretty much, you would see them all the way to the lake, dude. Fucking hauling ass. Yeah. Front end jacked up in the air. The back literally slammed on the top. I got to get a picture of one of those. That is part of the style of the, of the boss to go down in the, in the, in the down part and the, and the front are high and, yeah. and the up sweet pipes, you know, like yeah. the choppers. You, you, you yeah. see that? There's chopper buses. The chopper buses. It's like a rat rod what bus. What about the, uh, the fucking cops that I saw on the dirt bikes? Well, they, 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 the way, it's, the way it looked to me, like that's kind of like a prestigious thing to be as one of those cops. Like, yeah. not just anybody gets to ride around a dirt bike with guns. Exactly. And with big guns, man. With big fucking guns. Yeah. They remember that Darien is a very hot because we got Colombia near. And you know, Colombia, how it is, man. So. Oh, dude, that shit's fucking dangerous down there. Exactly, man. Very dangerous town, man. And you've been alone right there. <laughs> you get taking your adventure. But yeah, man, that's very hot, very hot part of Panama, man. What's crazy is they advertise the, them riding the dirt bikes with a dude on the back fucking gun out, like standing up on the back of the dirt bike. But they be friendly with you, the cops? Super friendly. Yeah, super friendly. Yeah, they look in your, in your bag and... No, they didn't look at my bag. Uh, your bike, they, your bike. Yeah, your I think, bike. yeah, they see my bike and they're like, if he's trying to haul guns, money, or, exactly. or drugs, guns, exactly. money, or drugs, you know, he wouldn't have a bike with a flashy paint job. You know, like... Exactly. I could have hauled drugs so easily. They oh, didn't for, give a shit. For sure, man. For sure, man. I started thinking, maybe I should have taken drugs. I should have <laughs> got some drugs and filled up my bike. You know? <laughs> could have paid for this whole trip three times. Exactly. exactly. But no, they were cool. Like, they were, they were trying. Okay, so when I first saw, this is funny. I didn't tell you this. So I'm rolling down the road, and, uh, and I get to the Darien. Like, there's the, you know, the welcome to the Darien sign. And then there's a checkpoint, you know, where they like, no. they make me go talk to a lady and they sign me into the Darien, you know, to make sure that I come out at some point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden on my left, I see this big bronze statue of a dirt bike riding a wheelie. No, nothing's on the dirt bike, just a big, I'm like, damn, this is six. So I whip right in there. It was the fucking cop station. Homeboy comes out, immediately pulls a gun on me. Wow, man. And I was just like, oh, fuck. This I'm isn't fuck. like a dirt bike place. This is I'm fucking, fucking cop station. <laughs> so I just kill the bike immediately, and I'm like, you know. I didn't put my hands up, but I just made sure my hands were completely visible. You yeah. Know? yeah. And I'm like, cool motorcycles. And he lowers his gun. And some guy's walking out behind him, and he yells at the guy and tells him to go back inside. And now I'm like, fuck, what do I even, like... You know, I wouldn't have pulled up in there if I'd have seen that it was a fucking cop station. Right? Or may I, maybe I would have. I don't know. It was, it was a cool statue, you know? Like, yeah. For, I mean, it's a fucking giant. I mean, it was a full, it was bigger than life size. Wow. Anyways, so I'm like, hey, can I take a photo? And he like looks around, lowers his gun even more, you know, like puts it down there by, by his holster. And he's like, yeah, but 
not me. You know, I gave me some sign. Yeah. So I took a picture of the signs on either side of them. They don't want to talk too much. Yeah, and I <laughs> got out of there. I was like, all right, yeah, snap, yeah. snap, all right, see ya. Yeah, they are bad guys. Those police are, are very, very, you know, bad. But then there was billboards on the side of the road, like they were advertising yeah. to, you know, hey, we need more of these. Or, exactly, know. exactly. And then I talked to, oh, two of them pulled me over on the side of the road. Yeah. And wow. I'm like, okay. And he starts talking to me. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What am I trying? I can't even talk now. I don't know Spanish, right? Muy poquito. Muy poco español. Muy poco español. And he goes, and he just shakes his head at me. And he starts backing up. And he's fucking, oh, he had a phone in his hand. He starts fucking with his phone. He goes, picture. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah. So I, I look at the picture. He's like, no, look at the fucking cop. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I guess he wanted to picture me like, Acting like we were, you know, conversing, like he was taking a picture of the cop doing his job. And, and then I gave him my phone and got him to take a picture of me. I tried to get the other cop to get on my motorcycle. Oh. Like, fucking, you know, <laughs> mount up, dude. And they yeah. weren't having it. As soon as I got off my bike, they got a little bit nervous. Oh, yeah? Yeah. No, they are in, in a hot part of the country, no? <laughs> they... Yeah, probably shouldn't be fucking with those guys, huh? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What's up, dude? Oh, dang. We got snacks, huh? Ah, gracias, my dear. Muchas gracias. Dang, we got drinks, too, huh? Here you go. No, for you, man. This is for me? Yeah, for oh, you. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, yeah, I'm fixing to eat that. Yeah. You have to eat it? Well, thanks for having me over. Dude, we almost did an hour. Imagine, man. That's awesome. That Imagine that was quick. I was right? th I was thinking we were talking like 15 minutes only. No, dude. Man, I appreciate <laughs> you showing me around, taking me out for a burger. I'm, I can't wait to eat these patacones and some steak meat, carne asada. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, I'm stoked to like, you know, see how you do it down here. Yeah, man. It's really cool. It's the your style's home? rad that you got going on. You got a spot in Texas anytime you, your wife, or your kid want to come up. Thanks, man. Uh, You know, and maybe you can come up for one of the shows. <clears throat> uh, we got Born Free happening in October. Yeah. And we got the, the Fandango, which happens every, when does that happen? Every, every April. Yeah. And uh, dude, man. I think, I think it will be more easy maybe to chip a bike from here from Panama. Maybe I can buy some bike right there in the, in the U.S. And Or you can come up and ride my dirt bike, dude. Oh, a Sportster dirt bike. Maybe also, yeah, for sure. You just fly in. You don't yeah. have to worry about shipping shit. That is, that is more easy. Yeah, that's way easy. Well, right? the really dream will be to like to build something there and ride it there. That, that, would, that, that I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's what you should do. Yeah, that that what I can do. Maybe I can do that in the future. Buy some Sportster and chop it and ride it there and then put it back to Panama. I would be an adventurer. Or ride it there and sell it there and then fly home. Exactly. Leave a piece of Panama in America. <laughs> Not maybe. maybe Or you could leave it there yeah, at exactly. my place. Exactly. Fly back. Exactly. Family, work. Exactly. And then fly back to Texas and ride the motherfucker to... Ride the motherfucker. California. For sure. Do Route For 66. Yeah, maybe I can find there some little job from your friends and help in the paint or mechanical. You're not painting anything in my shop, dude. I don't fucking paint Thanks, in my man. shop. And that helps me with the... <laughs> with the <laughs> oh, that helps me with the fuel and parts, maybe, yeah. there. 
I don't know, man. That's good, man. Well, you're welcome. This is your home in Panama, and wherever you want to come. Hey, and if people want to follow you, DZ Shop on the Grams, the best way to do that? Or yeah. DZ Cycles? DZ Cycles. Is it DZ Dot Cycles or just DC Cycles? DC Cycles is one of my account, I have my wife account, that is for the DC Chop. Is my Instagram. Go ahead. Yeah. So, welcome. Thank you. Nice for the visit. We're done. Oh, shit. Um. Yeah, dude. Fucking Diego. Thank you for everything. I ended up leaving Diego's and where did I go? I guess I went straight to Overland Embassy. Yeah, I went to Overland Embassy and checked out their situation. Ended up doing a podcast with Alejandro. Oh, dude, I met some crazy folks, dude. Cooked some steaks on the streets. They got me a cake with my name on it. Uh, dude, had a lot of fun in Panama. A lot of fun in Panama. So... Just fucking stay tuned. Got more podcasts to come. Check out DangerDanceTalkShop.com, MCShopTees.com, uh, ChoppersMagazine.com. I recently did an article about the Mint 400. That's in the latest issue with Josh Brolin on the cover. Um, next issue, there is an article about Kickstart Mike's Dream Trip. That's right. I think, fuck, that's the third or fourth one. Anyways, Four articles I've written for Choppers Magazine, and I got a lot more coming. Uh, there's a new magazine being launched called Livin' Mag, L-I-V-I-N, Livin'. Uh, and I believe that most of the Pan America, the Danger Dan American Highway stories will be in that mag. Uh, you know, that's... It's a fucking, it's been a wild ride. It's been a wild ride. Thanks for being patient with me. I know I haven't been putting out podcasts regularly, um, but like I say, I got a handful recorded and I'll be recording more and I can't thank you all enough. Peace. Peace.